Hello and welcome to the Faith and Family Matters podcast, where we talk about issues that strengthen our faith and build stronger family connections. Please join us for today's podcast with our host, William Hemphill II, Pastoral Counselor. Hello, everybody. This is William Hemphill, pastoral counselor, and I'm inviting you in today's podcast to listen to a message that I gave online to our church on March 15th. As you know, many churches did not meet on Sunday, March the 15th, due to the pandemic of the coronavirus. So please listen and hope you enjoy the message, Handling Worry during the coronavirus epidemic. Good morning again. Just also want to let you know that we will be, in addition to Facebook Live and doing this live via phone, that it will this message will be available on our podcast sometime later on today. So we're starting from Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. I'm going to read it where it says the following. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life. Uh, skipping to verse 31, it says, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. Now, I wanted to share this passage today because it is one that I actually go to in my life, especially when there are times of anxiousness, stress, and worry. Um, And so I'm just sharing a little bit from my personal experience and some things that I believe can help all of us today. Now, the word worry in this passage is translated from the Greek word merimeno, and it means to be anxious or to be troubled. It means to have an uneasiness about a situation or a lack of security. Now, I wanted to emphasize this because we live in an anxious world. And another word for anxiety is fear. We are fearful about something happening to us. So we know today that we are in a world where there is the coronavirus going around. All around the world, there's a pandemic, and there are people who are getting sick, there are people who are dying, and there is a concern about passing on this disease to other people. Now, the worry, anxiety, and fear is such that people 
and places are closing down. We're here on Sunday online and via phone because we are actually doing worship because it has been recommended that there are no large gatherings of people. Nothing wrong with that, and we want to take the safest precautions, but it also shows that there is a lot of anxiety and world going around. Believe it or not, the worry is so strong that I happened to look this morning at one of my favorite places. Hawaii is under $300 to go to, and I know a lot of people who are saying, I'm not taking that trip. So that just lets you know that there's a lot of worry going on. Cruise ships are having nice sales and discounts, but people aren't going because of the worry. So we look at that. And as we continue to look at verse 25, what it says, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. Now that word life is an all-encompassing term in that passage. The word life is talking about our spiritual life, our mental life, our physical life, and our emotional life. So when Jesus is talking about do not worry about your life, he's talking about all of those areas. Because God is our master and the Lord, the passage is telling us not to be worried or concerned or fearful or anxious about those things. We get into it further in verse 26. He says, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? In other words, life is more than just this physical thing that we look at because it encompasses all of these areas. It encompasses all of these areas. So we continue in our passage. We say, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow nor reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them, or takes care of them. Then he says something very interesting. Are you not much more valuable than they are? In other words, as a human being, someone created in God's image, someone whom God loves, someone who Jesus died on the cross for, are you not much more valuable than even the birds in the air? And what Jesus is saying in this passage, he's saying is that our heavenly father takes care of them. So how much more will our heavenly father take care of us? So then we look at verse 27 after that, and it says something also very interesting. Can any of us, by worrying, add a single hour to our lives? In other words, with all our anxiety, with all our fear, with all the potential of being troubled during this time, will it add anything to our lifespan. Some people are feeling yes. They feel like if we take all the precautions, we isolate ourselves, buy 10 months of food, buy all the toilet paper that there ever exists in the world, that we will extend our lives. 
I, I want to share a brief testimony from this point. And this is just based on my observation. As many of us know that I've been a chaplain and a pastor for a long time. I've worked in hospitals and I've worked in hospice. And because of that, I have had the experience of seeing many people die. I've seen people who've been shot in the head, left for dead. They're still alive. I have seen people who were perfectly healthy, taking care of themselves, exercising, fruits, vegetables, doing all those things, drop suddenly, and they don't know why. I say this just to share this observation. Only God knows when our time is. Only God fully knows when our time is. The things we do to take care of our health and our bodies and our finances and different things like that help us with our quality of life. They help us with how we live on this earth, but ultimately only God knows when our time is. So if we look at that verse and we're anxious or we're worrying, especially to the point that it affects our mental health, what Jesus is basically telling this group of people and telling us is, as we're worrying, can we add a single hour? And the answer to that question is no. Let me break it down even further. By worrying or being anxious or fearful, can we add to our physical life or our emotional life or our mental life? Because many people are just looking physically. But how does worrying enrich our spiritual life? I dare say it doesn't. How does worrying enrich our mental and emotional life and health? I definitely know it doesn't do that. That's one of the reasons I'm employed as a counselor, because I'm able to help people when they're dealing with anxiety and worrying. So, in other words, what are the things we can do to enhance our lives during this particular time. So with that, I would like to go ahead and skip to verse 31. Because in verse 31, it says the following. So do not worry then, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? Verse 32, for the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. One of the things I like about this passage and that I often share is that Jesus was talking about food and drink to his audience. His audience was a group of farmers who were in the midst of a famine. So because they were in the midst of a famine, naturally they would have things to worry about because they'd be worried, how do we get food? How do we trade commerce? How do we make money? So on and so forth. That sounds very familiar to us today because there are going to be many of us who are going to be unemployed, many of us who may even be downsized during this time. Many businesses will suffer and many things will happen. So there are a lot of people who are probably going to be worried about finance, worried about getting food, and worried about all of these things. But the passage tells us, says, 
not to worry what shall we eat, what shall we drink, etc. The pagans run after these things. Now the word in Greek for pagan is actually translated ethnos, and it can also be translated as Gentiles. But another translation of that word is the human family. So if we use that translation as the human family, we say, the scripture tells us not to worry, what shall we eat, what shall we drink? For the human family is concerned about all of these things. So as a group of human people all across the world, we are concerned about the pandemic of the coronavirus. And it's natural because we worry we are human beings. All of us, whether we're Christian or not, whether we're people of faith or not, are looking for safety in the midst of this time because we all want to be healthy and well. As I heard someone say on the news the other day, the coronavirus does not care whether you're rich or whether you're poor, does not care whether you're black, whether you're white, does not care whether you're educated or uneducated, does not care whether you have disabilities or not disabilities. It is non-discriminating. And so all of us as a human family are concerned about that because we all want to be healthy and we want to be well. Those are human desires. But we cannot let our desires trouble us to the point where we lose our peace. So we may be asking then, what should we do then during this time? Verse 32 tells us, we we seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. Another way of interpreting or understanding that We focus on God's will for our lives and we keep on living in that will. And when we do that, the passage promises us that all this other stuff that we're concerned about will be taken care of. So I look at that passage this way. We ask God, what is your will for me today? In the midst of trouble, in the midst of crisis, in the midst of a virus, in the midst of a pandemic, what is your will for me for today or this day only? For some of us, it may be the time that we start to spend with our families, and that's God's will for us today. For some of us, it might be a chance to work on some long-awaited projects, and that might be God's will for us during this time. For some of us, especially our doctors and those who are in the research field, they're working on vaccines and tests to bring cures. That is God's will for them at this time. For some of us, we might even be in our beds, resting and recovering, or being cared for in the midst of sickness. That's God's will for us at this time. Notice what I said. I didn't bring it in a religious context. I brought it in saying, what is God's will for us today? Because at the end of the day, that's really all we have is today and this moment and this time. 
So if I would have to say this and leave us with a one simple thought is to focus on God's will for us today. Today. In closing, I'm just going to share a couple things that we can do to ease our worry. Some things we can do to ease our worry. Follow the medical precautions that have been listed on the news, on the web, in different places. Washing our hands. Social distancing. Let me talk about that part even for a moment when we talk about social distancing. One of the reasons that we're doing social distancing is to help, for lack of a better term, I'll call it the medical curve. One of the things that they're dealing with in Italy right now is because they issued social distancing so late, the medical profession is overwhelmed. In other words, there are more people getting sick than they have enough hospital beds to treat. One of the reasons we're doing social distancing here is so that even that as the virus spreads, we're giving our medical personnel enough time and enough resources to be able to treat people who are sick and also giving our scientists and our researchers enough time to create tests, vaccines, and doing different things. And then I'll even say third. Because we're fearfully and wonderfully made, I imagine that some of our bodies will even begin to develop some antibodies to help us in this time. So that's why the social distancing is important. And that's even why some of us or a lot of churches aren't having worship services because we're trying to practice that social distancing. So we wash hands, social distancing, coughing or sneezing in the elbows, and also this, taking care of ourselves when we're sick. Not going to work when we're sick. Well, most of us can't go to school when we're sick right now. And so taking care of ourselves. So number one, I'd say follow the precautions listed. Two, I would say take this time to connect or reconnect with family and friends. If you're with your family at home, maybe this is a time you can talk and spend time with one another. Laugh joke, pull out old photo albums, play games, watch movies, do different things where you can spend time together. With friends, maybe you start connecting on FaceTime, social media, etc., calling each other. That's important because we as human beings are designed to be in community. And right now, because there will be a lot of people who are in their homes, they need to know, or all of us need to know, that people still love us. So pick up the phone and call somebody. Say hello. Do a FaceTime or a Skype chat. Connect on social media or how you can connect. This way we can still be a community together. Number three thing we can do, take the time to work on some project that you have. Number four, just doing this time, it does not mean this. Go outside. So let me clarify this. Take the time to go outside. Take a walk. Enjoy nature. Do different things like that. Just exercise the precautions of distance when you're around people. Doesn't mean you have to be isolated forever. 
take the time and enjoy nature or do other things. And number five, help somebody. Do something to help someone. If you know someone who's isolated and they can't get out, maybe you take them, make a meal, take it to their house. If you're worried about going inside, ring the doorbell, call them, let them know you fixed the meal. It's there on the door for them. They will know that somebody cares for them if you do something like that. If you've been blessed with extra money, maybe you can pay a bill for somebody because there are going to be people who cannot work during this time. So think of some creative ways to help people. And then at the end of the day, I would say this. Trust God. Continue to trust in the Lord. And so what I want to do is I want to say a prayer. And then I will open it up for some general questions that anybody may have. So let me do a prayer for all of us at this time. Lord, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for allowing us to be able to fellowship online, via podcasts, via conference calls, via different things. We thank you that we still have the ability to worship you in community. During this time, though, I ask that your blessings and grace be with people. Those who are sick, May you begin touching their bodies. May you guide the doctors, the nurses, and the staff to give the best treatment possible so that they can be well. Lord, we know that there's a lack of resources during this time, testing kits, different things like that, and that they're working on cures. Give the scientists, the researchers, the CDC, the World Health Organization, and all those who work the ability to be able to come up with the things that we do need so that population all over the world can be well and made whole. During this time and season, may we also remember that we're as a human family and community, and still, even if we have to do social distancing, that we find ways to connect so that we know that we're loved. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. It's in your name, O Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. This is William Hemphill, pastoral counselor. And I wanted to leave a special note. If any of you are dealing with anxiety, depression, or worry, especially during this coronavirus pandemic, and you live in the state of Georgia, please go to my website, www.williamhemphill.com. Dot com. That's www.williamhemphill.com. There you will see a link where you can contact me and arrange for a counseling appointment. I am doing telehealth or telemental health counseling at this time by video or by phone to help people walk through this crisis. So please feel free to contact me. Again, that's www.williamhemphill.com, www.williamhemphill.com. You can also email me at whemphill2, 
at WilliamHempill.com. That's W Hemphill, H-E-M-P-H-I-L-L, and the number two at WilliamHemphill.com. Thank you so much, and have a good day. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. We hope that the show has been a blessing to you. If you would like more information on personal counseling, couples counseling, adoptive family counseling, or other products and services, please go to ffeonline.org. For questions about the show, please email us at faithandfamilymatterspodcast at gmail.com. 